0: The Inveno Fab podcast brings meaningful conversations to our community of listeners. Part of this is sharing stories with and by our friends like Telesom who want to bring meaningful experiences to you. At Telesom, we're on a mission to create meaningful work for sommeliers, meaningful connections
1: for wine lovers, and to change the face of wine. For this season of In Vino Fab, we're honored to raise a glass with sommeliers who want to share their wine secrets and knowledge with
0: you. For this season of In Vino Fab, we're collaborating with Telesom to fill your cup and your ear with sommelier stories, uncorking the wine tales. If you've not already heard the Psalm story for Christopher Sachs, you should hit pause and go back. It's one episode just before this one. We can learn all about how Christopher got into wine. On this episode, we're going to dive into some fun wine facts and pro tips with a yay. So I hope you learn as much as I did. Do you have a fun fact about wine that people don't know about that you should share?
1: I do. Um, and I want to use this fun fact as a time to debunk a slight myth when it comes to drinking wine in general. And I've heard it many times that, oh, I can't drink red wine. It gives me a headache. I get, I'm allergic to sulfites. I'm allergic to the chemicals. But yet they'll go and grab a bottle of Pinot Grigio or they'll grab a bottle of Oki Chardonnay, um, a white wine. And I, my knowledge bomb is white wines have more sulfites than red wines do. They need them as the preservative agent. So if you get a headache from red wine, it's probably not from the sulfates. Sulfates are natural. Leave the sulfates alone. It's got to be something else.
0: So, what do you think it is? What do you where do you think the headache comes from? That excuse comes up.
1: So, so I think the headache comes from the fact that wine is a is a, a mix of thousands of different chemicals, of flavor profiles, flavor compounds, uh, acids, um, alcohol itself, the the component alcohol, glycerol, um, tannin. There's a ton of things in there, oak flavor, um, sometimes not so good chemicals that the wine companies won't tell you about. There's this fun one called Mega Purple that adulterates color and and character, and I think it's a it's a mix of all of those things. Is the reason that a laboratory hasn't been able to combine all of these chemicals together to create wine. It just doesn't work. And it's because it's such a special process um, from the fermentation, the growing to the fermentation, to the processing, you just can't do it. So all those chemicals coming together, they sometimes wreak havoc on the body.
0: So what advice do you give folks that say, well, if I'm going to drink this fine Pinot Noir, what do I do to stave off that headache?
1: Moderation. Have a glass. Have some water, prepare, deal with the repercussions of of enjoying yourself today. Uh, There's always time to recover tomorrow. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much what I would say is, is look, or if that bottle doesn't agree with you, don't swear off of Pinot Noir. If you had one bad bottle that gave you a headache or that was uh, just wasn't your cup of uh, wasn't your cup of tea, uh, wasn't your glass of wine, try another one. Maybe try something organic. Or biodynamic, or naturally made, or maybe a wine that's made from a, a small production from a local f- local family or a region that you that's in the states. Just try try a different option, try a different puzzle piece. I'm sure it's going to work.
0: I love that. It's kind of like you're a therapist or a coach to get your clients to figure out maybe it wasn't that bottle, but there might be another bottle. Like you're a matchmaker of gain. Well, the and that's bottle.
1: that's exactly what it was when I was yeah. in the restaurants and in retail. It's I've had too many people who come in and said, "Oh, I you gave me this bottle of Cabernet, I didn't like it. I must not like Cabernet." And maybe I gave them a bottle from from Argentina. There's Cabernet made in France. There's Cabernet made in Napa Valley. There's Cabernet made in e- everywhere. It's an it's an international grape for a reason. Maybe try an Australian bottle. Maybe it'll taste different because I'm pretty sure it will. So always give it a different try. Give it a different chance and uh, find something. Try, try again until you find something that you like.
0: That's some sound advice. Thanks for that nugget. Uh, we're going to go to I call it the fast round, the rapid fire round. So, first cool. thing you think of, I'll just top your head. I'll ask you a series of questions. Um, all right, favorite pairing of food and wine?
1: Uh, champagne and French fries, or champagne and fried chicken.
0: I love it. Uh, when you're not drinking wine, what's in your cup? Hot tea. Mm, any flavor style?
1: Uh, Matcha,
0: most most likely. Green tea from Japan. Like it. Uh, do you have any pets in your house?
1: I don't. Not in my house. My parents, uh, they have that's where I keep my dog.
0: All right. And what's your that dog's favorite kind of wine? If he could drink wine. Ooh,
1: ooh, that dog's favorite kind of wine. Um, probably a really bold Barossa Shiraz. Oh,
0: that says a lot about that dog. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> what are your top three wines and what do they say about you?
1: Ooh, top three wines. Ooh, this is another, this is a difficult one. Um, I think my top number one wine would be a bone chillingly teeth cracking dry German Riesling. Number two would be a really floral aromatic, pretty, um, maybe a Gamay or an Italian red wine. Um, I actually had one the other day from uh, a Ferraris. It's just so beautiful. It was rosy and pretty. Um, and I think the third one would, would be something classic, something austere, like uh, maybe a Napa Cabernet or, yeah, I'd go Napa Cabernet just because it's, it's classic. And I think those three together give me my flavor profile in a nutshell. High acid from the Riesling. I'm an acid freak. It's refreshing, it's crisp. The floral character is kind of the red wine that pairs whatever with almost whatever you want. It's super, super fluid, and then the Cabernet because sometimes you got to show off, and a big bottle of Cabernet really goes far.
0: All right, word association. A sommelier pairs well with blank pirate ships. All right, I'll take it. Uh, what some people get wrong about you being a sommelier? Uh, they think
1: I know everything, and sometimes I come off with the fact like I do, but. Um, I've learned now how to say, I don't know. I will
0: get back to you. So you're always learning. It sounds like. Absolutely. Tell us what you're known for on the Teleson map.
1: So on the Teleson map, I am known for two courses. Um, I'm again, like I said, a newbie. I've got, eight different classes in progress that I'm trying to develop and get up on the, on the app, but I'm known for around the world in four bottles. Again, with my philosophy of traveling by wine, really taking you on the four to four different corners of the world. Um, and I also have my, uh, my 50 shades of Rosé. Oh well, yes. Maybe not 50. Name. I only, only have four bottles, but still all different shades. I like really playing a, what I call the Rosé racism card too many times on the market, I see. Oh, we really only want this super pretty, super pale rosé that has almost no color whatsoever, and they leave the the Spanish deep, dark ruby colored rosé on the shelf. And I want to buck that system. I want to. I want everyone to enjoy those those darker colors of wine as well. What do customers ask you about? <laughs> In New Jersey, they usually ask me about the price or the press. That's all they <laughs> care about for the most part. But uh, a lot of customers, they want to know whether the wines are organic, biodynamic, uh, how much oak is made. They ask me the geeky questions that they normally can't go ask other salespeople. Because um, again, I consider myself um, more than just a salesperson. I'm a storyteller, and I'm also the researcher. Uh, I, when I was a, a buyer, I knew the questions that I would ask. And I know they're going to ask me those questions anyway. So I have the research done already.
0: Does it matter about uh, bio, organic, anything else? Does that matter?
1: Um, I think it does. I mean, it gives a totally different breath to the, it's a different soul in the inside the bottle. Um, if it's organic or biodynamic, first off, it shows how much dedication the winemaker or wine grower, uh, is putting into the bottle because both of those certifications take money right off your bottom line. You're paying for the certification. You're paying with blood, sweat, and tears because it's a lot more work to make those bottles as well. Um, it's, it's taking a lot of, uh, tender love and care in the vineyard to make sure that there's no fungus or virus or pest to, to decimate your crop. Um, and there really is that kind of natural quality to it. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, you take grapes, you crush them, you put them in a bottle and ta-da, you have wine. It just happens that way. Um, no, it, it's a lot more to it. So uh, if you can find those bottles that are natural and simple and, and refreshing and made well, um, it's a sum of a lot of, a lot of small pieces coming together.
0: Cool. Thanks for sharing that. And then what can someone expect from a wine tasting with you?
1: So from a wine tasting with me, um, you can expect your head to spin a little bit. Um, Again, with, with me, it's, it's about the big picture. It's taking this tiny little grape what in the industry are known as berries, an individual grape is a berry. And how does it get into the bottle? How does the bottle get to you, and then how do you drink it? So both the flavor profiles, the aroma profiles, the regional specialties—you get you get the full picture from from grape to glass.
0: Fantastic! Thank you so much for joining us, Christopher. We really appreciate learning from you. Thanks for listening to an Inveno Fab and tell us On production, the smallest Stories on Corking Wine Tales. If you liked this episode, tell a friend to subscribe. Leave us a rating review in Apple Podcasts.
1: Telesom brings the psalm to you. Check us out online at app or on Instagram at telesom.app. We can't wait to meet you.